Hey, how's it going? This is Kevin Nelson, and you are listening to the MLM Force Radio. Now, that last that last episode was was pretty long. Sorry about that. I uh, just, you know, sometimes it needs to be what it needs to be, and and yeah, that's why I made it into two segments. Um, today I wanted to, to talk a little bit about something that is super, super important for your MLM, for your life in general, for any business that you are trying to start, for anything that you're trying to do. And it's, it's this concept. Now hear me out. It says... And this is from one of my mentors. He says, if you have to fight to get it, then you're going to have to fight to keep it. Okay? Now, now that I've said that, I'm going to share a little story with you. Um, back in high school, I was, I was a shy kid. Uh, didn't didn't talk much, you know. Didn't date tons of girls. Didn't, you know. I stuck to my my friend group, and you know, didn't venture out too much. Um, my senior year, though, I was, and I don't even know why, I was with my best friend, and we got to school. I think it was the first day, the first week of school. You know, everyone's excited. It's our senior year. This is it. And I just I just said to him, I was like, you know what, dude? I'm going to date a sophomore this year. You know what? I'm sick and tired of those old guys. And, you know, they stole the sophomores when we were sophomores. So I'm going to be one of those guys and date a sophomore this year. Now, I'd never had a girlfriend. I'd gone on a few dates, you know. And, yeah, I just didn't ever have a girlfriend. I always, you know, saw myself as a nice guy and all the girls, you know, that I knew, you know, the ones that that I had been attracted to, they were always dating, like, these total jerks. You know, the jocks and, and the preppies and just a bunch of kids that, were stuck on themselves um you know i i was a nice guy and so i expected you know always saw myself oh you know girls don't girls don't want a nice guy you know they don't (laughs) i had plenty of friends who who had plenty of girlfriends and you know they weren't the nice guy type you know um and so I I made that statement and I ended up dating a junior in the fall. Um that was my first kiss. And you know, she that didn't last long. I don't know, we just didn't click much and you know, I wasn't that into her. Um and so it kind of it just as quickly as it came, it it went away that fast. Um 
But towards the spring, there was a new kid in school that I had become friends with. And he was pretty outgoing, very, very friendly kid, uh, also from California. And he had made friends with this other group of kids that I had never really been friends with. And so he was the common denominator between us. And I, I started hanging out with them a little bit. And one day, I was supposed to be at a dance with this girl, and I had, I had not gone to school the day before. So this was a Saturday, and I'm sitting at home because I hadn't, you know, I, I said I was sick. And so I didn't go to this dance with this girl. And, and these two guys, they come over, and my mom had told me, you know, you're not going out. You told that girl you were sick, so you need to stay home and, you know, take your punishment or whatever. And <laughs> my two buddies come over, and they're like, hey, you want to go meet some girls? Um, you know, there's two of them, but their parents won't let them hang out with just two boys because the youngest one's like 15. And I was like, yeah, why not? So I just, I got up, walked out of my house, hopped in my friend's car and, and we took off and I didn't know these girls lived like 40 minutes away, uh, which doesn't surprise me because this kid had burned a lot of bridges, um, with girls. And so I hop in his car, we take off, you know, we're all excited. He's like, okay, you know, I'm dating the older sister, their sisters. And he's like, you guys can fight over the younger one, whatever. And we're like, at this point, I was just like, you know what? I'm here to have fun. I don't really care. Um, and, and the younger girl, I remember we got there and... And this girl had come up, you know, we, we ring the doorbell and it was the most stereotypical, like, thing that could ever happen to any male, any boy going to a girl's house. We ring the doorbell and their dad answers and her dad's like six foot five. Okay. I'm, I'm five foot seven. And so is my friend. And then the one that was the common link between us, he was like five, 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 six. So we were all short guys. Uh, and her dad answers the doorbell or answers the door and and we're just like oh hey you know we're here obviously they know why we're there already their girls told him and so he's like oh come on in and we spend like 30 minutes on their couch with him interrogating us and <laughs> during this time one of the girls and again i didn't know these girls hadn't seen pictures you know we didn't have smartphones yet uh, no one had social media except for like, um, what's that one called? Anywho, nobody really had that stuff. It was instant messenger and yada, yada, yada. And so one of the girls comes upstairs and she's pretty tall looking, you know, she wasn't ready, I don't think. And so she, I only caught a glimpse of her because she came up from the basement and then just ran into the kitchen. And, you know, I looked over as fast as I could and. I was like, oh man, she looks, she looks like the older one because she was quite tall and I don't know why, but we assume that taller people are older. And so I was like, oh dang it. And we continue to, to be interrogated by her dad and finally they're ready and we can go. So we all hop up off the couch 
and I see both of them for the first time, you know, face to face, and really pretty girls, but again, the taller one is the one that I was drawn to, like, it was a feeling that I had never felt when I saw her, even from behind for the first time, it was just like electricity running through my body, and, you know, I was hooked, I was hooked, but I was like, oh, you know, she's the taller one, or she's the older one, and she's who my friend is dating, and so I can't, you know, that that's off limits. Uh, so we go, we walk down the steps out of their house, and and down their walkway into the driveway. My friend's car was parked. He opens the door. It's a little little car, and so we had to fold the front seat forward and hop in the back. I hop in first, and then the taller girl. She hops in second and slides in right next to me. And I was like, huh, what's going on? <laughs> and then my other friend hops next to her. And so the three of us are in the back. And her older sister gets in front and my buddy's driving. And I was like, huh, I guess she's not the older one. So super excited. Um, and from there, uh, we we connected. You know, we had a crazy summer and talked on the phone every day and just you know I was head over heels for her and you know I definitely I mean I tell her this now it was love at first sight for me and it wasn't for her um she definitely liked me after that first day but you know she was a little hesitant and but I wanted you know I wanted to marry her eventually I was I was hooked. I was done. Hook, line, sinker. Take me down. And so I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be her husband. And obviously we were super young still. I mean, I was 17 turning 18 and she was 15. She turned 16 a couple months after we met. Um, and I also wanted to be, you know, an amazing boyfriend. And there was one problem, though. Her parents made her go on a date after every one of our dates. And so it, it kind of drove me nuts. It's like, well, we go on a date, then you got to go on a date with another guy and and whatever. And she had, you know, had a couple of ex-boyfriends and the, the list or the line to date her definitely wasn't short, um, you know, and... <laughs> So I was like, ah, this is this is a little frustrating. At the same time, I wanted to be an amazing boyfriend and, like, super understanding. And, you know, I know your parents make you go out on dates with other guys and blah, blah, blah. But at the time, I was, I was also super insecure, obviously. I was shy in high school. And, you know, I was always questioning whether someone liked me. Um, and really, it's because I didn't like myself at the time. And... And that was, you know, and it was about a year and a half later, you know, we had, you know, our relationship was, was pretty up and down. And, and this was the second time that she had dumped me in a year and a half. And it didn't, you know, the first time, the first time she dumped me, um, it was about six months after we met for the first time. 
six or seven, six months, yeah. And, you know, I bawled. I cried like a baby. We got home from this, like, awesome date and just been hanging out and having tons of fun. We always had tons of fun. We'd talk on the phone for hours on end, sometimes all night. And that first time she dumped me, I just, I cried and cried and cried. (laughs) I remember we were at my friend's farewell because he was going on a mission uh, to a foreign country for a couple of years. And... And her sister was there because this was the friend that she was dating, her older sister. And and she was like, oh, just come over, you know, like Olivia, my wife, she'd be okay with it. She, She's fine. Like, you come over, just say hi. And this, it was on my birthday and I was just, I was just a wreck. I was heartbroken for the, the first time she dumped me and, and I went over there and it was the most awkward thing of my life, like... It it was terrible, you know. Olivia didn't want to see me, and it was weird to see her family. And it was it was just weird, weird as weird can be. Cause she had dumped me like three weeks ago, and her sister's like, "Hey, come on over, Kev. Um, it'll be okay. You can come say hi to her." And this time it was different. You know, this was the second time, and and I was totally just like relaxed. I was like, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. You know, everything is going to work out as it should. And I don't need to worry. You know, I can just finish up my second semester of college. I was getting ready to go on a mission at the time and to leave for two years to Costa Rica. And I was just like, everything is good. I'm going to be just fine. And so, you know, I did my thing and I kind of let go, if that makes sense. I just, I wasn't worried about her. I wasn't worried about us. I wasn't freaking out. I just went to school. You know, I worked. I did my thing. And even though, like, she would call me randomly, which was really painful, kind of. Um, just wanting to talk. And and I don't even know why, honestly. Um, but she would call me randomly. And it kind of drove me nuts. But I I love her to death. And so I'd answer and she'd want to talk and we'd have this great conversation and but she still wouldn't want to see me and so that was kind of uh still a little heart-wrenching but I was I was still certain that everything would be okay and I know that certainty transferred through my voice and when I saw her and and just throughout my life you know I was just it's all good it's all good and we actually got back together freaking we're the craziest couple ever i swear um she she got back together with me um she had called me up and and we had anywho we met and it was like a month before i was leaving for two years so we got back together and it was different this time though you know she knew i was leaving for two years i knew i was leaving obviously and it was different and i was more certain than i had ever been you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm gone in a month. And I love you. I love you to the moon and back. But I'm going to be gone. And and I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with whatever happens with you. You know, she was very popular and just tons of guys dated her. So I knew she was going to date a lot while I was gone. And I knew, you know, guys were going to try to marry her and whatever. I didn't, I didn't care. I was just hands off 
Like, whatever happens, happens. It's all good. And, you know, I just, I had never been so happy with myself and so certain and so peaceful inside of me. And it was just completely different in how I was before. Because before I was like, oh, you know, she's dating guys in between. And, and you know, I was trying to be the best for her boyfriend. And I would I would buy anything for her. And this time I was just like, it's all good. You know, I love myself. I love you. Everything is just fine. And obviously, she's my wife. So you know the end of the story. Um, and we can we can talk about that another day. But... I hope I hope this is making sense. Are you getting this by now? Um, it's when you let go of things, it just it's magical. And you don't have to necessarily struggle for your existence. And you know, I'm grateful that I learned that at an early age. Um and obviously still learning to apply it throughout the rest of my life. Um but yeah, thanks thanks for listening today. Um, again, I hope you're getting this by now. I hope this is making sense as to why this is crucial and imperative to your business, to your life in general. Um, and I'm just going to repeat what my mentor says. He says, if you have to fight to get it, you're going to have to fight to keep it. All right? Thanks for listening. Please come to my Facebook page. It is the MLM Force Radio. Um, you'll you'll recognize it. Come and leave me a review. You know, if you have a question that you want answered live on the show, I'd be happy to do that. Um, just drop it in my inbox, and I'll talk to you next time. All right, you've been listening to the MLM Force Radio. Bye bye.